welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 206, and I'm calling it Project Related Clutter. Because here's the thing about people like me, we love projects and a lot of times we have projects going on and those projects are the things that make us feel most like ourselves. So it's just reality that there are going to be projects going on. So what do you do about the project related clutter, the things in the middle of that? Um, I'm going to read the question that uh, I got by email. Thank you. Those of you who send me questions for podcast ideas. I appreciate that. You can always send me an email at aslobcomesclean at gmail.com. I promise I read them all. Though if I get behind, I end up not answering, but I do read them. And I usually think an answer in my head, although that doesn't help you. But anyway, uh, I am going to be answering this question and hopefully it's going to go better than when I first started to record this podcast. And my dog... I was thinking maybe she can finally handle just sitting there while I record the podcast. And then she came over and she started licking the microphone and in my face and breathing into the microphone. So you're welcome. I started again. Hopefully this time will go better. Anyway, here's the question I got. And it's kind of a long one because it has a lot of explanation, but here we go. This is the person talking who is asking the question. I had a question about project-related clutter. Maybe this is just an underlying problem of me not wanting to throw stuff away, but due to our lifestyle, I do tend to accumulate things, especially in the kitchen that need something done to them. I cook from scratch and we garden and overall do a lot of DIY stuff. For example, right now on my lawn kitchen counters, I have supplies drying out from winemaking, empty and clean essential oil bottles sitting and needing to be put away. I threw most of them away. Honey bottles with honey stuck in the bottom that I didn't want to throw away because I do bake with honey and can get it out with warm water. The last of the Christmas decorations need to be put away. Eggs for our chickens that need to be washed. I think it's the eggs that need to be washed, not the chickens. That's me talking. Anyway, old pecans that need to be crushed and fed to the chickens and a newish kitchen towel that needs a tiny alteration so I can hang it on the oven door. That sounds really bad. This is her talking still. I'm not saying that. I guess my slob vision has had me working around all that stuff. And yet at least some of it is a necessity. I guess I have to decide if kitchen counters are where I have to keep all that clutter or if there's a different place. I also just need to throw stuff away like bottles. Um, Do you have any guidance on how to contain project related clutter and how to work on my mindset about projects that hang around for weeks? Um, So here's the thing. This is a reminder that clutter is personal. Clutter for one person isn't necessarily clutter for another. If you use something, it's not clutter for you. That's great. But this is the issue of her knowing that there's a clutter issue going on here and she's trying to identify it. Okay. Because yes, these are things that she actually uses and yet it's something that's getting out of control in her home. Okay. So, you know, my definition for clutter is anything that consistently gets out of control in your home. So if there is a space that is consistently difficult to use because of the stuff in it, then that's clutter. But this is all stuff that 
is related to things that she actually does. And so um, then we have to kind of look at it from that lens, that perspective. So when I say, you know, clutter for one person isn't necessarily clutter for another. If you actually use it, then it's not clutter for you. But let's make sure that we're going with this whole idea of stuff that you're actually using versus stuff that you're collecting for possible use later. Okay, which I believe in this situation, these are things that she is really using. These are projects that she actually does do. Okay, so we're going from that thing of it. Um, Just to be clear, I so get all of this because y'all people like us, we are project people. We love DIY stuff. We're the type of people who, you know, dream about having chickens and then she's actually having the chickens and doing what needs to be done on having chickens. Um, We're the types who bake with honey and know that you can combine those honeys or whatever it is. Okay. So um, those of us who struggle with these types of things tend to really focus on projects anyway. So how do we deal with this? Well, if you are viewing this as being clutter, it's hindering your life. It's something that's out of control. Remember that even though our natural tendency is to look at all this stuff as one big thing, Instead, look at it as, okay, if this is a decluttering project, if this is something that's driving me crazy, I'm going to go ahead and ask myself what's easy in this space. This is easy stuff. Okay. What, what in here is easy? What can I do that for some reason I just haven't done yet? And a lot of times easy stuff is procrastinate clutter. So bottles that are needing to be put away are procrastinate clutter because you already know what needs to be done with them. It's simply a matter of actually doing it. So when I'm going through a traditional, typical, traditional, I don't know, typical <laughs> um, decluttering project, my easy stuff question means what already has an established home somewhere else in the house. It's just not there for whatever reason. Okay. And then you take that thing and you take it to its established home. And it's easy because it's not something I have to think about and I have to analyze. Okay. Procrastinate clutter is also easy because I don't have to think about it and analyze it, but I call it procrastinate clutter because it's something that has to have something done to it, like laundry that needs to be folded or dishes that need to be put away or whatever that's procrastinate clutter as opposed to just easy stuff of I need to move this to the established home that already has procrastinate clutter is something that I've put off doing. And a lot of times the reason why I put off doing it is just simply that I think in my head, well, I know that what has to be done there. So I need to move on to something else. And I, you know, since I already know what needs to be done there, I know I'll get to it eventually. So let me spend this decluttering time and decluttering energy on something I have to figure out because somehow that seems more worthy of my decluttering time and my decluttering energy. When instead, what actually happens is I then start focusing on something else. The procrastinate clutter still sits there and I can't figure out why it is that I feel like I'm not making any progress. And the reason I feel like I'm not making any progress is that the space isn't looking better because I still have this big pile of procrastinate clutter that even though in my mind, I kind of block it out of my vision because I think, 
well, I know what needs to be done there, but it's still there and it's still in my vision, even though I'm not registering it. Do you know what I mean? So identifying here, what's easy, what is just procrastinate clutter? What's something that just needs to be done? Well, a lot of these things honestly are actually procrastinate clutter, right? There are things that are just waiting for me to do something with it. So like the bottles that need to be um, put away. Well, just go ahead and put that away. Okay. And that's going to trigger in your mind. Oh, wow. That was actually easy. That wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it was. But when it was looked at as a whole, you know, these are the things down my long counter looking at it as a whole, it seems overwhelming, but just putting the bottles away, that's not overwhelming. See what I mean? And then visually, oh, the space looks better, which encourages you to keep going because you've actually made visible progress. Um, do that now and you're going to be moving, which is key to getting started and spurring yourself to keep moving. Okay. Here's the thing. Knowing what needs to be done sometimes feels like knowing is all the battle, except that remember knowing is only half the battle. Okay. You know, when they say knowing is half the battle, don't get confused and think that knowing is the actual, all the battle. Remember, it's only half the battle. The doing then is the battle. So let yourself go ahead and focus on doing those things that you already know what needs to be done. Um, don't focus on the things you don't know what to do with at the expense of the things you do know what to do with. Got that? Okay. Um, so other things that are procrastinate clutter, well, the pecans are procrastinate clutter, right? Because they're just waiting to be crushed. I don't want to pretend like I know how hard it is to crush pecans, except that I have peeled pecans before. Okay. And I know this is was for, I think for the chickens to eat or something. Um, you know, I, there are different nuts that have much, um, more difficult shells to crush. Um, pecans in my experience are some of the easier ones. So, you know, maybe, and I don't know what this takes. Is this using a blender? Is this putting in a bag and, you know, smashing it with a hammer? I don't know, but it's, again, the knowing is done. It's then the doing that needs to be done. So that's procrastinate clutter. So go ahead and crush the pecans. Okay. Got it. All right. Let's talk about our first sponsor who is better help dealing with your clutter and doing your dishes is hard enough, right? I mean, really it's hard enough. Um, struggles like grief, anxiety, trauma, depression can make these things even harder. Better help is online counseling that allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private and online environment. So you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. If you know that you need to look into getting counseling, but you're overwhelmed with how to even start, check out BetterHelp. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating with your licensed therapist in under 24 hours, though I do want to be clear that this actually is not a crisis line, okay? 
Financial aid is available for those who qualify, so it truly is an affordable option. A Slob Comes Clean listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code CLEAN, so why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com clean and simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get you matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com clean and you can get 10% off your first month with the discount code CLEAN, okay? All right, so another thing too, as we talk about projects and decluttering, you know, I talk a lot about separating decluttering from organizing, separating decluttering from cleaning, and how that mental shift in separating those two things in your, or those things in your mind can help you make real progress. Sometimes though, we tend to think, well, finishing a project is a totally different thing from decluttering, except that sometimes finishing a project so that things can be put away and in their place, if that moves you ahead in getting things put away and in their place, then that can count as decluttering. I'm not saying, oh, go paint a picture and call that decluttering. What I'm saying is if there is something left to be done that will allow you to put everything away completely, then you can count that in decluttering. Okay. But sometimes it's like, oh, well, that seems fun to me to actually crush the pecans like I've been wanting to, or it seems like it's part of the baking for me to, um, and I'm not actually sure how to do it. So I'll probably say this wrong, but to, you know, something with warm water and, and getting the honey combined, you know, that seems like it's baking. So that's not really decluttering. So how do I deal with this clutter? Well, sometimes the project of combining those things of honey, if it allows me to then get rid of four of the bottles because I've combined that last little bit from five all into one, if I can then get rid of four bottles, then that's decluttering. So actually doing the work of getting that last little bit of honey out to put them all in one bottle that can count toward the decluttering project. Okay. And I think part of it is a lot of times people like us are so fearful of getting distracted and going down the project hole that we tend to go down into where we get the tunnel vision and we focus on this instead of decluttering that sometimes we're like, Oh, well, I, I can't allow myself to do anything that feels like it's part of the actual fun project because that's going to take me away from decluttering. But I find myself as I've been working on my garage, as I have been cleaning out things and, um, you know, we, we had our floors replaced. If you guys have been listening for a while, oh my word, you're like, seriously, again, with the floors replaced. But I am, my big project that I'm working on right now is my garage and it's a result of moving things out there. Um, but as I do that, I will run across things that, that are like part of a half finished project. Um, and I feel paralyzed. And sometimes I'm like, okay, can I finish this in the next five minutes and have it be done and over with, and then just keep moving through? So like, for example, I, um, you know, I'm putting a bunch of blue stuff on my new white bookshelves in my living room. So as I run across things that I've kind of collected over the years, 
I'm like, oh, well, I need to go ahead and put it on this bookshelf. But I will find, like, I found a little, it's a little case. I want to say case. Box. Decorative box that I wanted to put on my um, bookshelf. But years ago, literally, I have no idea how many years ago, I dropped it. And part of the lid broke off. And so I found myself, this is me, um, I found myself putting it on the bookshelf and stressing out over how exactly to arrange it because the design on it needed it to get, go in a certain direction. But I was like, yeah, but if I put it in that direction, then you're going to be able to see that, um, you know, the side of the lid is broken off. And then I went, wait a minute. I have all the pieces from the side of the lid. I could probably go hot glue those on right now and then be completely done and being able, be able to actually just put it on the shelf the way it needs to go. And so I said, okay, even though that felt like I was about to go down this rabbit hole, rabbit trail, whatever it's called of going down the project thing, because you know what, you know, what's fun to do is repair that thing and get out my hot glue gun. I enjoy doing that. And then I feel like, well, then that can't be decluttering if I'm enjoying that. But I said, no, I'm going to do this because it's going to let me be finished and done and have something in its place with nothing hanging over my head to do later. So I took that, uh, that little Oh my word. It's a box. I don't know. What have I been calling it? Anyway, this little decorative box, I went in to my, um, glue gun, which was in the first place where I looked for it because that's where I put it in the first place where I would look for it. And I heated up my glue gun and I glued the little pieces back onto the lid. So now it looks perfectly great. I mean, it's as done as it can be. And I was able to put it away and I took pictures on my white, white bookshelf before I left to go find the glue gun, heat it up and put it all together. And then I took a picture when I actually put it back in its spot on the bookshelf. And because of the time stamp on my phone that shows me when I took both pictures, that took me seven minutes. It felt like I might be going down project rabbit hole. But instead, what I did was I finished it. And something is able to be in its real home and out of a box and be done with nothing else left to do. And it took me a whole seven minutes. And then that means that that's actually finished and done. And I didn't fall down the rabbit hole because I had this goal of finishing and completely doing what I needed to do over here on this shelf and to get that box cleaned out in the garage. Does that make sense? But sometimes because we know we're project people and we separate these things out, it's like, no, finishing the project so that it can actually be put away and done, that counts as decluttering because then I'm not stuff shifting because my problem was always stuff shifting And so I would be like, okay, well, this is something that needs to be done. And so where am I going to stick it until I do it? And instead realizing that crushing the pecans and taking them out to the chickens, that's decluttering. Does that make sense? Um, So somebody shared recently um, about... um, a a door thingy, you know, it's like those little kind of pressure things that keep the door, the, the screen door or whatever, the storm door from slamming. 
Um, and she said, I finally replaced this. It's been driving me crazy. It probably doesn't count as decluttering. And I'm like, oh, but it does. Because here's the thing. I understand that. You buy the new door closing thingy that needs to be attached to the door. And then it sits in the house because it feels like, well, it's this project. But in, it it's clutter. When it doesn't have a real home, it's clutter. And it might get moved around and around and drive you crazy. And the door is driving you crazy. But if you can replace it, throw the old one away. Now you don't have this thing sitting in a random place where it doesn't need to be the new one that you bought that you hadn't installed yet. And the door works better and you're happier because of that. Okay. But for some reason, people like us think, well, that's not really decluttering. I can't count that except that it is decluttering. You can totally count that. Do y'all see what I'm saying? Okay. I think it's really a mental shift for people like us, which is the question that um, was being asked here is help me get the mindset right of how I need to break through this clutter. Well, because it's a bunch of almost finished projects, you know, throwing away the bottles that you cleaned out, go ahead and throw the way, you know, get rid of the bottles that you, that you cleaned out that you don't need anymore. Um, you know, for me personally, I, I can think of, I have a carbon monoxide detector that just needs to be taken out of the box or package, whatever that that's all that needs to be done. And then I wouldn't be moving it from place to place while I go, Oh yeah, I really need to do that one day. But if I would just get it done, then it would be done and be over. All right. Being done is the goal. And if something is done and in its place now, and there's not two of them in my house, that's a valid use of my time. Like the door closer thingy that had to be attached to the door. There were two in the house. And one of them is not being used and the other one is broken. That's clutter. But if you go ahead and replace it, then that's a valid use of my decluttering times. Okay. So combining honey tidbits, that's decluttering. Um, if it's on the cabinet waiting to happen, then it's clutter. Make sense. Okay. Consolidated, ready to use and others thrown away. That's not clutter. I'm not saying start a new project, but I do have to give myself permission to finish a project as decluttering. Um, for me, one of the main things that I've been finding, um, is I will find little decorative pieces that I've collected, like something that needed to be hung on the wall. And for some reason I think, well, that's hanging up pictures is a different thing than decluttering, except that if I come up with a picture in the midst of this clutter that I'm trying to clear, if I will go hang it on the wall, it's done and it's over and it never has to be stuff shifted again because it's in its final home. Okay. So how much clutter is just actually half done stuff? Okay. I am going to tell you about our next sponsor who is ButcherBox. I like ButcherBox. Okay. Um, and this month ButcherBox is offering finely ground beef that's clean and delicious and is taken from the most flavorful, flavorful, 
sections of the animal. The beef consists of trimmings from the sirloin and chuck, which makes it so versatile. It cooks fast, so it's perfect for quick weeknight dinners. Right now, new members will get two pounds of this delicious ground beef for free in every box for the life of your subscription. This was ButcherBox's most popular offer last year, and they're bringing it back for a limited time only. ButcherBox delivers healthy, 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage breed pork. You choose from curated boxes, including a mix of high-quality beef, chicken, and pork, or you can customize your own box. Our recent ButcherBox arrived on our doorstep The pieces of meat were individually vacuum packed and frozen, and it was packed with dry ice, which was really kind of fun, right? I totally took some out, put some water on it and made it look like we had some sort of a science experiment going anyway, but we loved everything in that box, all of the pieces of meat that we were sent. For $20 off your first box and two pounds of free ground beef in every box for the life of your subscription, go to butcherbox.com slash slob or enter the promo code slob. Again, for $20 off your first box and two pounds of free ground beef in every box for the life of your subscription, go to butcherbox.com slash slob or enter promo code slob. Now, you know that I'm not going to be able to talk about decluttering and projects without talking about the container concept, right? Okay, good. Cause here goes the counter space, um, in the kitchen that is, you know, the part that the thing that's stressing her out is a container. The counter space itself is a container for the stuff and for the doing of the project. Okay. So there are things that stay on counters, on kitchen counters. You know, for me, it's the olive oil bottle, the cooking spray, the, um, I have, you know, my salt and my pepper and, uh, balsamic vinegar, just some things that get used consistently. Those just stay on the counter. My blender stays there. Those are, those deserve space in the container, because remember a container is anything that serves as a limit for stuff. Um, those, those stay on in that space in my home. But when it's a countertop, it also, the container has to have the container of the countertop has to also serve as the space for doing these projects, which is probably how all these different things ended up there is that's the space where you would do the project. But the problem is when you have all these different things on there at once, it makes it hard to actually do the projects, which is the real function of the surface, right? Okay. So it's all the half done projects then that are on the, um, on the counter, then make it difficult to actually finish the projects on the counter and the counter, the purpose of it is finishing the project. Okay. So what moves me ahead on the project that I'm currently doing, that is the key. You know, like if I need space, on this counter to finish doing things, what are the things that really are just sitting here and I can pick them up and go do them? I don't know if the counter itself, you know, my counter, 
I don't really consider strong enough to, um, you know, get a hammer out and, and break up pecans. Um, because I do get hammers out and I do things and it always makes me nervous, but whatever. But, you know, going ahead and getting those pecans, you know, crushed up and taken out of there, then frees up space to maybe do the work that I need to do to combine the honey jars. And then that frees up the space to do the other things that need to be done. Okay. So for example, you know, as I am decluttering, I'm always, my goal is always to move ahead on emptying everything out that doesn't need to be here from this space that I'm currently working on. So if I come across a picture, some photos, which I somehow come across in almost every space I ever declutter, whatever, um, especially now with all these random boxes in the garage that I'm going through, um, as I come across photos, I go put them in my photo box. Okay, so where would I look for my pictures first? I'm going to look for them in photo boxes. But I'm not, I'm not just shifting them to another place to deal with later. No, I'm putting them in their final-ish destination of a photo box. They would be perfectly fine living there forever. Even though I would really like to put them all in albums. I'm not going to stop the decluttering project and go work on albums. Okay. I'm going to do like the easiest thing that I can do with that item and have it be a final place for it. You know, I put it in the photo box. I'm not, oh, well, I need to go work on creating photo albums or start scrapbooking or whatever. Okay. So I think that's, that again, is that fear that we as project people have. We're like, well, if I deal with this photo right now, I'm going to end up down the rabbit hole of scrapbooking. And instead it's no, I'm going to go put it with the photos and be done with it. So I can move ahead on the project that I'm doing. Okay. Um, so let's talk more about containers as far as, um, you know, if we're talking about pecans, if pecans are, and I'm, this is just me hypothetically going, where would my brain go if I started to say, oh, I need pecans. I'd be like, okay, well, let me go pick up pecans. Let me gather pecan shells. Let me say on Facebook, hey, anybody have pecan shells? I'll take them. And then people start giving me pecan shells. And then I, knowing how I am, would end up with way more than I ever could even use. But because there's something useful, I want to keep them and keep them and keep them. Um, And then I have to go, what container do I have that can handle the pecans that can limit how many pecans can we have a container for the things that need to be crushed and a container for the things that are already crushed that are going to get given to the chickens. Cause I don't know. Can you just, do you just go and give them all at once? Or is this something they need to have like a little bit every day? I don't know. Okay. But that's how we limit things. Instead of just, I'm going to keep every time I find pecans, I'm going to keep putting them on my kitchen counter instead say, okay, this is how much space I can designate either on the kitchen counter or out there at the chicken coop. And here, here's where we put pecans. When we pecan shells, when we find them, we go stick them on the, in this container at the chicken coop, and then we crush them. And then they go in this container for crushed pecans. And letting that be the limit of how many 
pecans we can keep. If it's on the kitchen counter, then it needs to be a small enough container that then will make my, um, give me plenty of room to do the other things that I need to do on this kitchen counter. So I'm saying, so the kitchen counter is its own container. And so I can only have a small amount of space designated for crushed or uncrushed pecan shells. Um, so that I still have the room to do what else I need to do. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, Knowing me, I'd keep collecting pecans until my entire house was full of them. And so I have to have those limits in place to go, yes, pecan shells are a good thing. They're good for my chickens, but this is how much I can have and my house still stay under control. This, this container full. Um, And the other thing I want to talk about before I end is a lot of times, I think because we, as people who struggle with this kind of stuff, we are very interesting people. We love to do this kind of stuff. I mean, really, you start talking about pecans and baking with honey and all that. And I'm like, oh, that's that's my dream. Like I, more like chickens other, over pecans. But, but really, like, I'm like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. And because all of us have our different things that we actually really do on a consistent basis, like we really... Uh, you know, okay, this thing I've actually done and now it's kind of taken over my life a little bit, whatever. Um, and this is the unique struggle I have. Sometimes it can feel like I'm doing this weirder off the wall kind of a thing. And so nobody can understand and there, therefore nobody can help me. But the reality is the principles all work within whatever unique situation you have. So if your unique situation is chickens or baking or art or whatever, it all comes down to when you're tackling the project, look for the procrastinate clutter. Look, start with what's easy, go ahead and do what's easy and don't separate it out into what's worthy of decluttering energy or not. Instead, get those, get the procrastinate clutter cleared, get the easy stuff out of there, which will then build the momentum. All those things are universal in the whole decluttering process and will help you really make progress. The container concept applies to every single item in your home, every single space in your home. That container concept is everything. Okay. Everything it will apply to each and every, you know, thing is how much space do you have available for keeping honey bottles? And once that space is full, you have to deal with it because you either throw it away without, you know, warming it up and combining the honey because you just simply don't have the space or, um, you go ahead and combine it so that you can then get rid of it without feeling guilty. So I'm saying, so like the container is there as a trigger to, this is how much I can handle, how much I can keep in my home without my house getting out of control. This is how many pecans, this is the space I have available to um, have as crushed pecan shells. And then it becomes a, oh, wow, it takes up a lot less space when they're actually crushed than when they aren't, which then motivates me to go ahead and crush them one by one, little by little, and have them in that space, that confined space. And then it gives me the freedom too when that container for crushed pecan shells is full, it gives me the freedom to go, oh, well, that's plenty 
I'm going to have more before I use those up, I can go ahead and get rid of, I can throw away these other ones that I don't have, that I, that don't fit in there because it's not me. I'm not making a value decision on whether or not crushed pecans are valuable. Pecan shells are, are valuable. I am just letting the container make the decision and that takes the pressure off of me and therefore helps me make real progress. Okay. I hope that makes sense. All right. Don't forget that through the end of March, you are able to, okay. Through the end of March, if you buy your tickets to becoming the conference, which is in North Carolina at the end of July, um, at Lake Junaluska, and I will be one of the keynote speakers and I'm excited about that. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I went last year. It was a blast, but anyway, if you're anywhere near North Carolina, make sure you go and check that out because if you buy your ticket before the end of March, you will be entered to win some extra perks for the weekend. So anyway, um, I will have all of that in the show notes and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.